You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Welcome back to Sprott Money News. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again today is the man himself, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, glad to be here. Lots of exciting things going on this week. It was a great, great week for the metal, so... Let's chat. Let's chat about it. Boy, I tell you, they are—they're just continuing to grind higher. The mining shares as well, and now we've run into. Well, we'll just see what happens the rest of the day. Actually, the the U.S. employment numbers came in much bigger number than everybody thought, but some of the underlying things don't look to be so good. What do you think here on Friday morning? Are we looking at a breakout or is this a fake out? Well, for sure, we're in a bull market. Gold's gone up over twenty percent. Uh, there's, you know, the stocks are now up 73% from their low in on January 19th. So we've got a huge bull market in stocks, very significant bull market in gold. Um, you got to have it down a little today because of the jobs numbers. But quite frankly, even though they announced 242,000 jobs, which I never believe, by the way, because most of the data that you see, the, uh, the PMIs, keep pointing to employment weakness plus the layoffs were a lot higher in february this year than last year so i'm always very very dubious of the uh bureau of labor statistics numbers in terms of jobs because of the birth death model and the seasonal adjustments and all that stuff but the the two of the underlying uh, data points you look at is is wage growth negative 0.1 percent um hours worked negative 0.4%, which really means that people on average were making half a percent less. Mm -hmm. And when you have over 100 million people working and you're making half a percent less, that's equivalent to uh, to, uh, uh, 500,000 jobs. There's there's 500,000 less jobs being paid for, even though you added 242,000 people with payroll. So notwithstanding the fact that the... uh, the cabal loves to knock gold down after a seemingly bullish report. I suspect that the fundamentals of gold and silver, for that matter, the, the, the buying around the world of this product will win the day in the final analysis. Like you said, we now moved into uh, official bull market territory as they as they like to measure it. Twenty more than twenty percent off those lows of just a couple of months ago. One of the aspects of that now is it's getting a lot of attention around the world. We've talked the last couple of weeks about these massive flows, uh, alleged flows at least, into some of these uh, paper gold ETFs. Uh, Again, even just this week, 31 metric tons this week, Eric, into the GLD. 150 metric tons so far this year. What do you make of that trend? Well, I'm glad you say use the word alleged flows, right? Right. Because... I think we discussed this last week. I mean, we are putting on at least 100 tons a month into the various uh, ETFs. That's a 1,200-ton change in, in terms of net 1,200 tons that persists. And by the way, as you pointed out, it's rising. Like, we're getting more participation every week going forward here. And last year, we had a, a subtraction of 138 tons from the ETF. So we're sitting here looking at, you know, what could be a 1,500-ton change in one item, one item. We only produce, four, uh, between mining and scrap, 4,000 tons a year. You can't have somebody come in and buy 1,500 tons and not have the price go up. So it, it seems very obvious to me that uh, 
the price is going to go higher. I don't even know where they're sourcing it. And, and all the more reason you use the word alleged. I don't know how you go and, 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 and find that tonnage in a market that was balanced last year. In fact, it wasn't balanced. I think there was more demand and supply last year anyway. And, and Craig, you know what's interesting? The, the most interesting thing to me is we have these commercials who are short $500 billion worth of gold. Yep. $500 billion. And uh, when when um, when the the market went up, uh, let's call it two percent yesterday, they lost ten billion dollars in the day. Ten billion. I'm taking the gross short position because there's yes, there's a long position by commercials, but they got to be different guys. You see, certain guys are long, and certain guys are short. The guys that are short are bleeding. And the same thing in silver. Silver starts to get a run here. We have a huge short position in silver. And I gotta believe that you know, looking at mint data and um, other physical, seeing the money that's going into the GLD. I mean, my God, if just a fraction of that goes into silver, where there's going to be a shortage. And I don't know whether we're going to get that commercial signal failure. As you know, it's always interesting to look at the commitment of traders report at the end of the day, which will come out at I think it's three thirty today Eastern time. Uh, but I'd love to see that the commercials are capitulating here and actually buying back their positions because it's a losing trade for them. So yeah, I just find it very exciting every day. I look at the volume on the GLD and try to take a guess at how much tonnage is going in because some part of that buying is always new buying, and the volumes have been very, very high recently. So if the if the market wants to get in this through this small door it's a very small door for people to get involved uh in gold because it's it's like less than one percent of all the assets in the world but it's on the tip of everyone's tongue we have more and more people coming out in in favor of gold uh at major banks um former uh people who were uh, bears now they turned bulls and you just got to look at the charge into physical gold and realize that it's going to be a tough, tough thing to stop. Even though we think the commercials are omnipotent, uh, I suggest that these kind of losses they're incurring might cause them to uh, rethink their position. That would be a nice thing. I, you know, back to this uh, GLD. Yes, I've always thought it was rather dubious. I mean, 150 tons just this year, Eric, it, it's allegedly going to take uh, seven years for the Germans to get 300 tons, but yet the GLD can get 150 in, two, yeah, yeah. in six yeah. weeks. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's a lot of irony out there, isn't there, that, that supposedly you can just go into the market and buy those tons, and, and you probably made the best point. How come Germany's only got 100 tons delivered over whatever it is, two years already, right? I mean, it just, it's almost a fantasy, but... Uh, Theoretically, the GLD is supposed to buy that. They probably have commitments to purchase it from the commercial banks, but they probably don't have it, is my guess. Yeah, good luck. Well, now, again, your funds, which I've always been a fan of, the PSLV and the PHYS, they do own physical metal. They are 100% backed backed by physical and allocated metal. Uh, What is the process, Eric, if if this demand continues and the premiums continue to rise on your funds? Is there a process by which you'd – or at at which point you'd consider uh, doing, I guess, would be a secondary offering or a shelf offering or whatever they call that where you would add to the funds? Yes. (sighs) And and what what, um, causes it to happen is you have to have a bit of a premium to the underlying net asset value in order to – pay the fee to the broker who's underwriting the the issue. 
And uh, we're almost in that range now where the premium, certainly on our silver fund, would let us consider something like that. I mean, I'd love to be able to do this, Craig, you know, go out and do a $500 million deal and, and go buy a whole bunch of gold uh, or even larger uh, because there's probably huge uh, pent-up demand for those things. We see it in all these uh, stock sales that are going on now. Uh, the other way we can do it is have... I think it's called a continuous offering where if it trades at a premium, we, and I don't think we've had that approved yet, but if it's trading at a premium, we can just, just like the ETF, we can use it to go and we can sell it out of our principal account and, and uh, turn it into silver. I don't think that's been approved yet, so uh, I don't want to rush to judgment on that, but it's something that uh, we can consider. So I think the odds are, I'm just thinking the odds are we'll be able to do some kind of issue this year, I don't know when it'll be, but uh, I think the demands there, the beauty of the both funds is they can be redeemed for fiscal, and it's not held in a commercial bank, so uh, it's sort of interesting uh, how that's evolving, and I'm very excited by silver here. I just think that silver could explode, and I think they, and you've mentioned this before, they use silver to keep gold depressed because it's easier to push around, but... Um, I think the fundamentals will, will win the day here. The demand for silver is, is crazy. I mean, if the mint ever produced what, you know, the market demanded, I wouldn't be surprised silver sales might double. And the fact that you can use things like that doubling and yeah. and, and uh, the GLD buying 1,200 tons instead of selling 130, and my God, it, it just weeks of a bull market, right? It does. Um, it does. Would you just let me know? We could go out and sell five hundred million dollars, a billion dollars worth of, of PHYS in a heartbeat to some institutions, Eric, and you could move the market. Yeah. It'd be fun to do. Um, well, all right. Would be fun to do indeed. The other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, again, this is something we addressed a couple weeks ago, but it got headlines again yesterday, and that is uh, your central bank, your finance de- uh, department, whatever it is up there, finally eliminated the rest of their gold. Now, when I first saw this a month ago, I thought I was stunned to think that Canada only had one metric ton left in reserves anyway. But what in the heck? Is this like the Canadian version of Brown's Bottom blowing out the rest of their gold here in early 2016? Well, we have probably had our own Brown's Bottom back in 0102 when we sold the bulk of our gold. Uh, this was just the remaining little bit of inventory that they're scraping together. And it, to, to me, Craig, to be honest, I, I just, it reeks of, we need more gold. Well, we've only got a ton and a half. Fine, we need it. And yeah. then they sold the damn thing. Yeah. Um, and imagine, here we've had gold going up with India out of the market for the last week because of the jeweler strike. So yeah. wait till they come back on board. I mean, I think it would be quite dramatic, but I just think it's, it's they're just the power that they are scraping the bottom of the barrel to find some physical gold, and in my mind, Canada capitulated. Not that it was not a significant amount of gold, but they think that we we sold a ton and a half. I mean, yesterday we added five tons to the GLD, right? Yeah. The day yeah. before is two. The day before that, it was eleven or twelve. I mean, it's very insignificant. But I think it's just the the. Uh, powers of being were so desperate for physical gold they said we don't care how little you have we need it did, 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 did your, does your central bank or they guess kind of figure that uh, they're on the same team and we're going to be good Keynesians and the world needs gold and we're just going to give whatever we have left or do they figure oh, you know we've got so much out in them our hills we can always go pull it out whenever we want we don't need to hold it 
Well, of course, they don't get access to that automatically, right? Yeah. You don't have to sell your gold to the government, so they have no claim on the gold, per se. Uh, I think they're just, you know, they're one of the central banks. I found it hilarious that they said, well, we could put it in other investments. Well, what other investments <laughs> are you going to put in? Some negative yielding something? I mean, come on. Yeah. Are you going to put it in stocks or... Like, there is no other competing investment. This is the only bull market we have going on in the world. So why they would uh, get rid of their last uh, last batch is just totally beyond me. But uh, as I said, I think it's just scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like you said, Eric, it uh, it does reek of desperation, as if they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel, getting out everything they can to keep things going. Uh, we move now toward next week. Obviously, we'll visit again next Friday, and we're moving toward this next FOMC meeting uh, last March, everybody thought, okay, here comes the rate hikes. The pr- prices of the metals were smashed all the way up until that FOMC meeting. And then they rallied for a couple of months. Any, any advanced expectations as to what you think will happen on uh, the 15th and 16th of March with uh, mother felon and all of her uh, band of uh, governors? Well, Craig, I can't imagine a rate increase with the hours work going down with the average hourly wages going down, with all these leading indicators, the PMIs, whether it's manufacturing or services, saying that employment, the hiring is weakening. And, um, you know, we see it in the layoff numbers. So I I can't imagine for one second they would raise the rates. So I, I don't think gold has to fear that, quite frankly. I think people in the world are in fear of what the central planners are doing. They see the ridiculousness of the, when it was zero interest, now negative interest rates. I mean, nobody's going to leave their money in the bank and, and pay pay the bank to store their money when the bank's a risky institution. And, and we've seen this in lots of cases, right? HSB's numbers were horrible. I think it was standard chartered. Well, I mean, some of these banks have had horrendous losses here. And, you know, some of these banks are the ones that are short uh, gold that just dropped. $10 billion yesterday. Yep. And they're going to lose money today as we see gold popping back up here. And they're going to lose money uh, shorting silver as it goes back up. So these are not inconsequential amounts of money to lose in a day. So I think there's going to be a, there's a real battle. I'm hoping we get to talk next week. We might find out that the commercials are capitulating and we can see some very exciting uh, price action uh, this year, uh, breaking out of this triangle suggests it could easily get to something like fourteen hundred or thirteen fifty. I mean, it's very, very exciting for anybody in the industry. So far, so good, Eric. As we've been speaking, and the market is recognizing uh, what you said about those employment numbers, and we're back up uh, just not far off the highs of the day in both gold and silver. So, fingers crossed. Let's hope the good guys continue to win for a while, Eric, and we'll talk about it again next week. Thanks for your time, and I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, well, Craig, you know, it's been it's been kind of fun for us this year so far, right? And we talked about this at the beginning of the year. It'd be nice to be able to talk about good things happening. They are happening. It's very exciting. Uh, it's the only thing that's working, and uh, I certainly will look forward to uh, next week's uh, chat. Eric, you know, I, I think I mentioned back in December when we started this, this might be good luck when you brought me on to do these things. And so uh, I'm going to be good luck. I'm going to go I'm with sh- that. I'm Eric. sure that's the whole reason, Craig. <laughs> Eric, that's, I'm, that's where I'm going to okay. plant my flag and ground. I'm going with that. Hey, thanks, my friend. And to everyone okay. that has played along and listened, thank you very much for listening. And we'll visit again next week. 